How's it going, Matt? Uh, well, the same as when we talked in, uh, maybe two minutes ago. Shh. Good. I'm doing good. I'm doing great. This is a secret. Uh, oh, oh, is it? Okay. Um, the yeah. same as last week when we chatted. Yeah, last week. Yeah. That conversation is very vivid in my mind. Very vivid. Yeah. Uh, anything new since last week? Um, I didn't fix the smoke detector yet. <laughs> <laughs> since uh, last week. Um, not particularly, no. How about you? Uh, so today is actually Easter. Yes, it uh, is. Well, I don't know when other people celebrate Easter. It's Sunday, so I'm we're celebrating it. And we're not religious, so we're not like uh doing any sort of religious worship related to easter but we did uh, introduce our two-year-old to the idea of an egg hunt okay yeah um i never understood easter i don't even know what you're supposed to do and i myself am totally not religious at all zip zero so easter for me is nothing it's not even a day off <laughs> so no um, I w we uh they had a public egg hunt last weekend so we went to that and this weekend I, I kind of totally forgot it was easter do you guys is, is it a day off in canada i don't remember it depends on the province really? um i know that in alberta you get both days the uh, friday and the monday yeah mm. uh good friday and easter monday uh, yeah. however in quebec it's like a weird holiday in that one of the two days is a holiday and it's completely up to your employer which of those two days they're <laughs> going to give you. Really? So uh, some companies will give you both, but uh, womp womp, not all of them. <laughs> Are you at work tomorrow? I'm going to work tomorrow, yeah. Did you get Friday? I did get Friday, yeah. Nice. Um, interestingly, I mean, you know, Marika in almost all cases is the more religious and conservative country than uh, Canada. But Easter is not a day off, at least uh, not in Washington state. Um, I think Canada is kind of dumpy for the number of holidays they get. Uh, it, and it totally depends province to province too. So I don't know. I think Quebec gets like the least amount of holidays. Did you Canada. say it's gumpy? Dumpy with a D. Dumpy. Uh, implying what? Stingy? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. compared to other countries. Perhaps. Well, uh, you've been to Australia and, and Europe, which I think both are uh, quite liberal with their holidays. In the States, I believe, I think last year um, we had eight federal holidays. I believe Canada gets 10. So, hmm. um, But then uh, they added two at my previous company. So there was 10. Um, and then... I, th I don't even know now how it works, but I, I think it's pretty standard to maybe get about 10, but I think you're the you're federal, federally required to provide for just those eight, mm. if I remember correctly. And a lot of companies have like floating holidays and stuff, so, you know, I'm not really complaining, but... Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. It, it's it, Every country is different. Like, I know uh, in Australia, it was mandatory uh, four weeks of holiday for... Yeah every employee but that's vacation um, time right that's not like yeah yeah well yeah. yeah sorry i'm confused just because in other countries they call vacation holiday as well no, okay um but yeah like so it's it's four weeks vacation a year in australia and then it was like a mandatory two weeks so like you were only allowed to bank two of those weeks to get money like you had to absolutely take two weeks off interesting 
Whereas in Canada, it's two weeks and, you know, I think most people end up just banking it all. <laughs> yeah. Their business like forces them to leave at Christmas time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, I, I've experienced. Oh, I'm fighting a sneeze. Um, I, uh, the holiday system in Japan is interesting. Well, it's not interesting. It's just interesting how it ends up playing out. It's kind of famous, but no one takes holidays, right? It's like, it's kind of a yeah. uh, social faux pas. Um, so like... Uh, you know, people will take like a week, um, but they, they actually get a lot of um, uh, like uh, government, what's the word? I guess federal holidays, whatever they call them, mm. specifically statutory holidays. So they have like, I don't remember, I don't want to throw a number out there, maybe 15-ish. Like they get a lot, but then no one really mm. takes um, their own uh, private vacation time so much. So I don't know, mixed bag, I guess. One of uh, one of the my coworkers from France, I I I should look up the name of this before spouting off about it, but uh, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I live in North America. Damn it, America. Uh, <laughs> anyway, in France, apparently they have some holiday, quote unquote, that uh, it's considered a holiday. However, however, everyone still has to work, hmm. and then all of the money that is paid that day actually goes towards people's retirements or something um i see uh so it's like <laughs> it doesn't show up on your paycheck but congrats you you'll get a pension yeah it's like everyone worked the day uh i don't know it's it, it, <laughs> it seems like an interesting approach that's interesting yeah i know so i know people from france and and they get like you know the typical like whatever it is four weeks five week vacations and it's like they're frustrated with north america because because yeah you get so little or whatever yeah i don't know i guess where, wherever you grow up that's what you're used to so speaking of uh having so much and then having so little do you remember when video games used to have instruction manuals i do it was a wondrous period <laughs> wondrous did you, did you like that segue <laughs> it was, that was good that was good classy classy i was gonna bite my tongue and congratulate you afterwards but we can have the conversation on the podcast too that's good um you know not even just instruction manuals but general print i mean we already had an episode yeah. about magazines but like like do you remember like the um the super nintendo players guide like nintendo would just release these guides every now and then out of nowhere and yeah. it's like this big fat book full of art full of like all kinds of stuff i mean that whole thing is just gone now it's so upsetting <laughs> well uh so that's true and it's not true what's what's i don't know if it's just my perception has widened as i'm an adult but uh, i used to be less cynical about guides i guess as a kid Okay. Less uh, cynical. I, I'm I I don't even have a train of thought on this, so it's uh, I I feel like when a guide came out, like I I bought like the Final Fantasy VII guide or the Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I don't even want to talk about that game. <laughs> I did have the seven guide. I didn't I didn't get tricked into the eight guide. <laughs> but it's like I I totally bought that guide, uh, and I loved all the artwork and everything in it. And I guess now that I'm an adult and I realize that it's like the game companies themselves that are like providing a lot of this content to the guide makers, it seems very weird to me. Okay. In like, what sense? 
like all the artwork and everything that's in those manuals is coming from the company that's making the game and it's like not always but in the in the better quality things <laughs> yeah not not the third and, party ripoff guides and stuff i don't know it 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 seems disingenuous i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to think on well this subject are you are you kind of differentiating from like say a manual that the game company is producing directly and shipping to you directly in the same package yeah i feel like i feel like it's disappointing that these manuals just don't exist anymore and then the companies are through a third party selling you a manual yeah yeah no i hear you i hear you i i don't even i mean do they still make guidebooks i probably yeah so so you can you can totally go into best buy uh, and find like collector's guides and yeah. it's like full of artwork and stuff and, and tells you how to do a thing. Like I, I know that those were released for like Breath of the Wild and stuff. Um, so you can buy these guides on like on day one, which I I fi- I also find that concept confusing. <laughs> like that's how someone wants to play the game is just yeah. the guide. Um, I guess I mostly agree with you. I mean, to each their own, right? Like some people just want that. I don't know. Yeah. That's the approach some people want to take. I never would, but obviously they're making money because they continue to sell the guides in that way, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, and I, I get your point about like selling you a manual through a third party. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like when I buy like an art book and it's like the bo- the art of say Zelda yeah. or the whole course of the series, that's okay, I think. Uh, but like, if you're just seeing like a specific guidebook for a specific game that was released at about the same time, almost as like the replacement as a man of a manual, it does feel like, I don't know, the manual itself is DLC or something. Mm. Yeah. I, w- I mean, content. in the case of Nino Kuni, it literally was DLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, not awesome at all. But well, like the, actually, the manual, or was it kind of an art guide, or did they pass? No, it, off it was. It guide? was the. It was the manual for the game. You was it paid DLC? No, it, it okay, was. Okay. It wasn't paid. It paid for it. It was part of the game. But I you think they did that with Metal Gear Solid. Four mm. and Nino Kuni. I remember on the PlayStation Three, like you, you go to your game and then you press Triangle to bring up the menu, and you could like load up the instruction manual. Uh, which is nice, I guess. It's it's a compromise. <laughs> like you get all the information, but I I certainly loved in like the old school games where like you could have the two things open simultaneously. Yeah, because yeah. one is physical and the, the other is on your TV. Well, I think two things here. Um, I mean, there's when we say we're nostalgic for manuals. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the artwork, even just like you know, you you, I've I've bought games and then on the way home, like sitting in the car as my mom drives, open them and like flip through the manual and yeah. get really excited. Like, like they serve a purpose to kind of introduce you to the world and they often they had the story in there and, and it was really awesome yeah. like even like the star star fox manual had like kind of the background story the opening and then you open it and you'd see all the different things you could do um a different approach to a manual would be like here's the game you're going to play here's the controls here's almost like like a manual for like like a refrigerator like they don't go into like the history of making the refrigerator i imagine they just say here's yeah. the buttons the end right so i think maybe tastes have also I'm guessing maybe changed or like the the industry has perceived that they've changed in that they maybe people don't 
I'm just blowing shit out of my ass, but maybe people <laughs> don't want to open a physical manual and read the story there. They want everything to be contained in the game and, and therefore that's how they do it now. Or like the idea of what a manual is should, it has kind of reverted back to like the refrigerator example where it's like, here's how yeah. you play the game. You'll find everything else in the game. Whereas of course yeah. we remember the Zelda manual with the awesome story and all the awesome art and how exciting that was, right? Yeah, like I'm I'm looking at a copy of the Super Mario Bros. three manual right now. And yeah. it's it's so beautiful. It's like <laughs> it's so colorful. It's like the first page, it's like, Hello, how have you been? It's been such a long time since we've seen each other. Bowser's up to his old tricks again, so Luigi and I are going on another adventure. <laughs> You're welcome awesome. to come along. It's like this, this, and then it's like Bowser's there looking angry. He's like, ha ha ha. These are my seven children that are going to help me take over the mushroom world. <laughs> and on the next page, these are Bowser's kids. And it's like these fun illustrations. That's yeah. like, we just love being mean. <laughs> it's like, like everything about this is fun. Like the artwork is fun. The writing is silly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then it, 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 this thing is 36 plus pages. Yep. I'm scrolling. So it's like 44 pages, 44 including information memo. about the uh, FCC regulations and yeah. <laughs> your 90 day <laughs> limited warranty. I like, uh, I actually have it open now. I like uh, page 42 to Mario's players. Thanks for selecting Mario 3. It's like yeah. a letter from Mario's, Mario's staff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, absolutely, right? I mean, th they obviously had fun with this. Uh, yeah, like there's the, the drawings all are, are all fun of all the characters and there's like a nice little description of them. And it's like, I identify with that a, a lot. Like, like, like you said, like you would buy the game and then in the car ride on the way home, you <laughs> got this open and you're getting, you're getting excited. You're learning about all the, the, the world and stuff. You know, like if you played... Metroid mm. there was no like everyone knows the lore of Metroid who's played it it's like everyone knows what the Metroids are and the, this, the, the Chozo planet and all the stuff but like none of that is in the game yeah 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 like <laughs> <laughs> I know. And they were and they were they were like doing the world building right from the start of like building up this thing of like Samus. They refer to it. it they refer to Samus as a he and a him in the manual. Yeah, and I was gonna touch that, on that. Mistakes. That was what built up the surprise at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, like if you didn't have that manual, there'd be no surprise at the end. You'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Right. <laughs> um, well, I, I think. Uh, part of it too I mean there's I, I think since they were making manuals they they had the opportunity to put that extra little have fun in that extra way I mean it was just another avenue to kind of uh, uh, communicate with the player right which I mean nowadays might be less uh, uh, taken advantage of but I think the manual was almost necessitated by kind of the technology and stuff too right like, yeah. I mean if you were working on a Nintendo game and you were the artist your art is not going to be seen in the game, right? I mean, it's only this pixelated image, so um, or yeah. it might show up on the cover or something. But you know, we can all like I'm, even back then as a kid, like I could look at an image of of Bowser or Koopa or whatever, and he looks very different than he does in the game. Very yeah. different, right? And if I like wanted to draw pictures of Bowser, I would draw the the illustrated one, not the in game one. So yeah. 
but by seeing the illustration and seeing it constantly and seeing it in the manual and relating to it and seeing all the like you said like the ha 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 these are my seven children like he he's he, he, his character is drawn out in the manual and then when you see him in the game I just know that's who it is you know what yeah. I mean um, so the manual really I think it helped the creators say basically this is the game we have envisioned it kind of looks different on this pixelated screen but this is our characters this is everything this is it this is the product you bought now go play the game right um, that's less important now where I, I think the like a, an artist can just draw basically what shows up in the game right um, and I, I liked too um you notice i mean i'm seeing it in this mario 3 manual but it was in a lot of manuals where um they'd have like illustrations everywhere but they'd also have screenshots yeah and i loved that i don't know what it is i just love that it felt like they're connecting both worlds like the illustrated um like uh, imaginary creative world that they've created with what you see on the screen like i mean yeah i, I think you said you have the manual in front of you if you look at page yep. 18 it's particularly a good page it's just a listing of the items and it has a excuse me screenshot from the game with a description, but then it also kind of at the bottom shows how Mario changes when you get certain items. And I don't know. I just like that. I've seen like, uh, uh, I don't know if it was the Castlevania manual or if it was, it might've been a guide about Castlevania, like the Nintendo's play, player's guide or something, but they had the screenshot of every item and every monster mm. right beside the illustration of it. Mm. And then a description. And it was awesome. Cause you could see like some of the, um, graphics in the game i mean it looks super cool to me but still it was you couldn't really make a like it was a guy with weird kind of pixels on his back and then you look in the manual and it has that screenshot and then it also has a picture like the illustration beside it and you can see that those dots are like little barnacle-y things or something it was like oh cool right and then you play the game yeah. and you're like ah that's that's what's going on <laughs> so i mean that itself of course is a is a i don't know what you'd call it dead art form i guess because games nowadays are generally you know they don't have that requirement because they just look good enough i guess I think maybe a large part of the reason they needed the manuals was the screen resolution. Exactly, yeah. You know, if if you look at the the Mario game or whatever, you've got your uh, the, your cloud item and there's just physically no resolution on the screen to write Jugum's cloud underneath it or something. Yeah. Uh if you if you want to like I think the game was brilliant because it relied so much just on an iconic uh, uh, I hate when I know a word and then I, I'm pronouncing it for the first time instead of just reading it and then it just doesn't come out. Uh, iconography? 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 I know the word. Iconographic makes sense, but saying iconography sounds weird to me. Iconography. Uh, anyway, like the, the fact that they're relying so much on images and then they can write information about it in the book makes sense to me whereas uh, you know a lot of modern games you've got your 1920 by 1080 resolution and i think the, the everyone is just like why put this in the manual that someone has to look it up i can put the information right there next to it yeah yeah well exactly the the manual was needed to augment the experience and now that yeah. necessity has has fallen i guess but you know what, uh, I I think that while the necessity is gone, I feel like a lot of modern UI is very cluttered. Yes. Like, when you get these little tooltips and everything next to everything, I feel like it, it becomes a chore to even read any of it. Whereas, you know, if you go back to the Nintendo, we were reading it out of, out of fun on the car ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all of that was isolated in one place. 
and yeah. you know you could ignore it if you wanted to or, or delve in right yeah 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 no i agree and i, I think another thing um uh, they could of course still do this now uh but like yeah there, there's definitely a push for like more i think documentation in the game and, and tutorials or like embedded tutorials yeah. that work and i'm not saying all that's bad in all cases certainly uh, when done well it's awesome of course but like i have very fond memory um of the uh sim city manual on super nintendo i don't know if you were ever into that game or any simulations uh, at the time or whatever but the game came with this enormous manual it must have been felt enormous i don't know like a hundred pages or something like compared to say the Star Fox manual or something maybe it was more than that anyway it was this really thick manual and they went over everything in the game and they did it in this really cool kind of tongue-in-cheek style like that the character in the game his name is doc um, i'm trying to remember doctor maybe it's just dr wright or something um but he has yeah, green 84 hair he, pages <laughs> how many 84 84 well it was it was also like a physically large manual like in, in, yeah. in dimension um and they just went over like if you look through it if you found it there um like a scan of it or something um they yeah. just went over everything in the game and, and talked through stuff and they like the game had scenarios in it and then yeah. in the manual it would be like here's the scenario like one of the scenarios was detroit you could load up detroit and the traffic's re- or the crime is bad or the traffic's bad or something you have to fix that problem in five years so you know cool in the game you get the scenario but in the manual it would be like they'd show a picture of detroit and dr Wright would be crying or something and saying oh the traffic's so bad blah 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 i don't really if you're looking at it i hope i'm describing yeah, I it <laughs> as it actually is and not just some weird rosy memory but um it was uh i just like that like here's this supplement that's very interesting that we've put a lot of effort into that's colorful fully illustrated lots of fun you know go play the game it's cool but we're not going to clutter the game up with tons of text everywhere here's the manual and that's yeah uh, yeah yeah i think that's something that's very frustrating in games is like uh when they build the tutorial into it i think it drastically reduces replayability yeah, a lot of people have a lot to say about those for sure. Um, like in in game tutorials that are not done well. I think. I think uh, uh, what was it? Metal Gear's uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Right. I seem to recall they did an okay job because it's like the 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 in game tutorials were a separate thing that you didn't have to do. Ah, uh, yeah. And you could like unlock them and then like go and look at them at any time, but it wasn't something that you had to do in order to to progress through the game. Well, do you remember the original uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, yeah, they had the VR operate. Yeah, so I guess it, it's, I guess it's the same way. Yeah, it was interesting. It was like a competitive uh, training or something. So yeah, that, that was kind of your tutorial, but it was it was fun and you could just kind of play it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that worked pretty well. Um, I'm trying to think of any examples off the bat that I've done recently. I don't know. I, I think like even with fire emblems and stuff, it's like uh, when they make those initial levels, like just so incredibly dead simple. And they're like, this is how you move your character. This is how you do your attack and stuff. It's like, uh, yeah, no, I get you. I mean, it's, f- I guess fun. The first punish the first time. And then after that, it's like, uh, yeah. Did, yeah. did you ever see that sequelitis thing uh, Ego Raptor did on uh, no. Mega Man X? No, sequelitis. It's, yeah, he, well, it's a, it's a, there's a, a YouTube personality, Ego Raptor. He was also on Game Grumps. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he has a couple of 
episodes that he he started to do called sequelitis and he was like describing castlevania and mega man and mega man x and, and mega man 8 and like specifically how games c- can teach the player without turning it into like tons of pop-up text and stuff hmm. uh and so he uses like the the opening level of mega man x to like describe how like everything right from when you first turn on the game is built to instruct you how to play the game without just having role come up on screen and tell you how to play the game. Right, right. Um, cool. I, I'm sure there's actually various games like that, right? Even like, uh, of course, I'm grabbing it for an example, but th- there's been various like even Super Nintendo era games that kind of have been cited for doing that very well. And I think that era was kind of before they came up with it was before like tutorials were in vogue kind of right like yeah i'm sure there was games with tutorials um it just wasn't like a standard thing right which yeah. some people look back on and don't like but i think when it was done well it was done very well yeah yeah i remember i don't remember the exact time lengths but i remember someone did a comparison at one point to to see like with the zelda games how long it took to get to the first dungeon from game to game zelda one was actually a very good example i think that people had been citing um i mentioned recently uh sorry super nintendo zelda link to the past my wife was playing it and i was watching it and thinking okay this is really cool how they kind of guide the player and i'm watching her kind of be guided playing it for the first time uh i wish i could find that exact link on here uh, I, I remember, I think it was on Gamma Sutra or something, and I remember reading that a long time ago. And it was like, with Zelda 1, it's like you can get to the first dungeon in like within two minutes of starting the game or something. Right. Of like pressing that power button. And then by the time it got to Skyward Sword, it, it was like over half an hour by the time you were able to get to the first dungeon. <laughs> right. Uh, and it, it it had just like progressively gotten slower and slower every single <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then everyone was kind of like thrilled because I think it's, yeah, three years ago when The Link Between Worlds came out, people made a deal out of it because you could get to the first dungeon within five minutes. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I found... I found a, a forum post where they're discussing it. And so for for Skyward Sword, it was 70 minutes to reach the first dungeon, 20 Jeez. minutes in Ocarina of Time, two minutes in Link to the Past, and also in Link Between Worlds. Right. So I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I would be in favor of moving tutorials back to booklets because I... I really love reading all that backstory lore of the world as well. Yeah. And seeing all that artwork. It's awesome. Um, I liked, uh, I mean, I guess an example of an in-game, I I don't know if it was really a manual, but kind of lore anyway that uh, I did enjoy was uh, the original Final Fantasy Tactics. I don't know if you remember, but there's just a lot to read. There was that, that almost like encyclopedia you could access and read stuff in. Do you remember that? Kind in of. the booklet, right? Well, not like in the game, not like in a physical booklet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which I don't know. Maybe some people hated or whatever. But I liked like, it. You could pause and then the option was there. It wasn't in your face. It yeah. didn't stop you. So 
at the very least that was cool like there was it wasn't like a matter of seeing cool art or like a cool layout and being you know the, the whole reading it on the way home kind of excitement but it was cool mm. to kind of have that and, and get into the lore and stuff right like i read through i think all of that at the time i'm so fascinated by it yeah so i'm trying to i'm trying to find the original manual for that at the moment uh of course tactics advanced manuals are coming up no problem but uh i i remember that manual having a lot of stuff in it like i remember there was uh, picture illustrations of all the different jobs and i think there must have been some information about evilis and stuff but yeah then there was definitely this whole extra layer on top of that in the game that you could optionally go to uh and there was like a playable tutorials and i really liked when you went on the job missions in that that you had the option of kind of getting the bare basics information of like was the job a success or whatnot but then again you could go into that lore manual in game and like read like a good couple paragraphs about each job yeah yeah and it, it, i found those fun because like they were all like easter eggs referencing old final fantasy games and stuff like they were all <laughs> yeah. like the tower of babel and the red wings and stuff <laughs> awesome yeah versus like uh final fantasy tactics advance where jobs were literally like as uninteresting as they could make them and there was no backstory <laughs> no effort yeah. yeah. Uh it looks like the so there was at least 46 pages in the Final Fantasy Tactics manual. I'm like hmm. looking at a translation of it but not the actual manual itself. Um I'm literally sitting in front of my shelf full of manuals that I haven't reached out to <laughs> through this conversation, but um I also have the Final Fantasy Tactics manual somewhere cuz I have the game and it's uh part of the packaging of course, but um, yeah. It's probably an arm reach away from me, actually. They the, so I'm looking at the uh, the Street Fighter Two manual right now, and yeah. like they totally had a little bit of information about each character, including you know the essential, absolute must know information like each character's blood type. Yeah, yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven, I believe, had the same blood type and whatever else. Yeah, Ryu, date of birth, July twenty first, nineteen sixty four, height. <laughs> Five feet ten inches, weight one hundred and fifty pounds, blood type O. <laughs> Holy shit, he's he's fifty something now. Yeah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you probably know it's quite known, but like in Japan, blood type is associated with a personality, so right that tells them something. Yeah, it's I it's guess. depressing looking at this because uh, I had gained a little weight at one point, and at my heaviest, I was heavier than Blanca, <laughs> who is who is four inches taller than me, <laughs> and like made of muscle, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, at least I weighed less than Edmund Honda. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what manuals provide you, man. This, uh, it's just. At the very least, it's pure fun, right? Uh, and I and I weighed less than Zangief. Nice. What? I, oh yeah, that's. Right. I I like how they they went the extra mile and they they didn't put a weight for Chun Li because it's it's <laughs> rude to ask a woman her weight. Is that what it says? It doesn't say that, but she's the only character in the manual with weight unknown. Nice. All right. <laughs> Bite my tongue on that one. And Dalsim is 107 pounds. Nice, nice. 
made of uh, <laughs> made of like sinew and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shrunken skulls. But, but the point is, you read the manual, and it, yeah. it, it you know we're talking about it. You're thinking about it. It's amusing, right? It's not just like whatever. So yeah, yeah it's it's contextual information that's very interesting, right? And and each one of these had like a couple of the moves in it too, right? So like yeah. you know. Chun Li special move lightning kick press any kick button repeatedly. Yeah, lightning yeah. kick. Years of training has allowed to Chun Li to develop a series of powerful kicks which strike like lightning. <laughs> I like how there's like bad translation in the manual. I know. I actually like it when that happens. Like sometimes, <laughs> well, I don't, don't know if I like it, but like there's little little mistakes. Like like the Japanese name of something will be kind of ambiguous, like the anglicization. So yeah. the manual will choose one spelling and the game yeah. will choose another. Yes. You can just tell like the people who are making a manual were yeah. in complete disconnect from the people translating the game, right? Yeah. There must have been times they basically dropped a Japanese manual with some screenshots and said, make an English version of this. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen that, like the Nintendo Player's Guide, I think we talked about it previously during the um, magazine issue, but uh, it's full of those, like full, like 100% of it is that. It's like someone took the Japanese names <laughs> and just took, made their best guess. Like they didn't yeah. use the official Nintendo translations. So especially when it's like Zelda and people have weird, like Zora and Zola and stuff, like just yeah, you yeah. have to guess, right? So they just guessed wrong constantly. Yeah. Very amusing. Yeah, I, so, I mean, this is an example. Like, you've got the Hadouken, which I guess translates to Surge Fist or Wave Motion Fist. Uh, but in the manual, uh, where did that manual go? It's just Fireball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By summoning all of his will and channeling it through his hands, Ryu can create an energy wave, or Hadouken. Nice. This move drains most of Ryu's energy, and it takes him a few seconds to recover from it. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even accurate. <laughs> Maybe in, like, the lore it did or something. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, when Street Fighter 2 came out, if they said, yeah, he does a Hadouken, people would be like, what the fuck? Like, now everyone knows what it is. Because yeah. it's kind of part of game, like, culture almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, Do you want fine. me to, to read the description for Ken's fireball? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By summoning all his will and channeling it through his hands, Ken can create an energy wave, or Hadouken. <laughs> this move drains most of Ken's energy, and it takes him a few seconds to recover from it. Wow. And Did it shows an, hands to fist to hands? And it shows an illustration of Ryu throwing the fireball right <laughs> next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's like I guess making a manual is that much more opportunity for uh, mockable Reuse. content too. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Is this is like the old school airbrush art that's in here? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, man. I like that a lot. I, I like that. I mean, you you saw different. Like some manuals had obvious like original illustration and some manuals had like no illustration and everything was a screenshot or yeah. like, like obviously like illustration that was just created for the manual. So the quality is like extremely low and doesn't match any style anywhere seen anywhere else, like in the game or in any other promotional materials or anything. Yeah. Uh, 
right now I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the quest for glory to manual and I guess the idea in this book was that uh, if you were a hero in this world you went to the famous adventurers correspondence school <laughs> so so this awesome. is like so the manual that you get is the famous adventures correspondence school handbook nice uh i see so you're a hero here's your schooling yeah and then you can go play the game okay okay nice nice yeah uh sweet. now that you've been on your own in the real world of high-powered adventuring you have probably discovered that there is more to this hero business than was covered in your famous adventures correspondence school handbook after all why should we tell you everything at once when we can make big bucks selling you additional manuals in your everyday quest for glory, you are bound to encounter situations of such magnitude and unbelievable stress that you probably say to yourself, maybe I should have taken the famous accountant's correspondence course instead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. I love and, that stuff. And so it's like, it goes on and it's like, you can buy the strategy guide from them for <laughs> I was going to say that's what they're alluding a, to and at least they're self-conscious about this <laughs> and yeah. they don't beat around the bush they yeah. might as well just say like give this sheet to your parents and yeah. then read the next page um, but but yeah it like totally goes on it's like what is an adventurer and it's like when an adventurer becomes bored with bravery fatigued with fighting or ho-hummed about heroics it's, it's like I love the writing in this yeah and the same with the manuals, the uh, the um, uh, magazines and stuff too. I mean, it's just such an opportunity to to have fun with it because I mean, you have my full attention, right? You might as well write prose that's interesting. Whereas I think people tend to often kind of click through stuff on a like a on screen man, uh, tutorial or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to run in a second. Uh, okay. I guess. I was going to, one last thing to touch on is just, it's not just manuals, but like all of the packaging was awesome. Yeah. Like the, the physical box often had awesome cover art. The physical cartridge or whatever had awesome cover art, perhaps yeah, yeah. the same, perhaps different. Um, like it was packaged with maps, even like, I mean, you get the manual and at the time, I think it probably was annoying, but you'd have all the like, you'd kind of shake it and it would all the like, please subscribe to this, please subscribe to that, please register your product, yeah, please whatever yeah. those little cards would fall out. But it's kind of nostalgic for me now to think of those because I've never seen any of those in like a million years. Yep. But like you'd have like the, the ad trying to get you to join Nintendo Power or join the Nintendo Club or whatever. Like those are really cool, I thought. Yeah, I, you know, back to Final Fantasies and Dragon Warriors, like they, they had like the whole bestiary and item inventory list. Awesome. And yeah. World maps and stuff included. Like that stuff Secret was, of Mana, awesome manual. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite game, uh, Lunar, Silver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, that's I, I, I think that's the, the biggest disappointment about modern games. Like, uh, I, I think I mentioned that when uh, Breath of the Wild came out, like the, someone had taken a photo and put that up on Reddit. It was like they just opened the case and... It's this like DVD size case with a tiny little SD card in it and nothing else. Yeah. Agreed. That's a bummer. Well, cheers to manuals. <laughs> <laughs>